0: For March 14th, 2015, this is episode 14 of the PHP Roundtable. Today we record live from Midwest PHP in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We talk about developer burnout, the Go PHP 7 extension project, why eval is bad, and the cons of the reflection class. And we'll also announce the voting phase for an RFC for PHP 7. I'm your host, Sammy K. Powers. Hello and welcome to another episode of the PHP Roundtable, and we are here live at Midwest PHP with all kinds of crazy awesome people that are PHP nerds and C nerds and JavaScript nerds and Earl nerds? No, no 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 for <laughs> java, java java nerds you're not lots looking, of nerds no one's looking for java so <laughs> we're attempting to do another live uh broadcast which has historically been extremely educational um and i think we're gonna follow that trend today so um let's kick it off uh can somebody i'm not even gonna like call anybody out but when you start to talk just if you haven't talked yet just say your name and and what you're here for but who here went to a session, and they learned something amazing, and or maybe just something that's pretty good, and they're going to apply it to their everyday life now? Or is that too big of an ambitious pie to bite into on Pi Day? Larry, Larry's up here. Oh,
1: dear. oh and, and we just pulled the <laughs> I, entire I sound the first, system on I the ground. I wonder I could destroy <laughs> the podcast equipment. <laughs> so.
2: Hi, Larry Garfield here from Drupal 8. Um, Hi, Larry. Hello. <laughs> So I learned that Liz Smith makes my brain hurt.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. So to talk on internals, you know, actual PHP internals code, C code. Um, a, it's it the closest I've come to understand what's going on in there, and B, it's still scary. So <laughs> you're, you're half successful, and my ears, you know, my brains were leaking out my ears. So you're two thirds successful. <laughs> Do you have a rebuttal?
4: Isn't that the goal? Actually, no, the goal is to make people like actually help out because I don't scale and minions are great. Oh, I'm Elizabeth Smith. I do things when I have time and not enough of it. And I like to mentor people and make She's minions. I- I'm hiding because yeah. Say, Hi. There's a joke about
1: her being small in there or something. <laughs>
5: I'm eating
0: chocolate right now. <laughs> so we have chocolate and stickers. And my name's Jeremy. <laughs> and I like chocolate. <laughs> so did everybody get a PHP Roundtable sticker, by the way? Because they're very crappily made. So I'm going to be using mule mule sticker. Is that what it is? Sticker mule. Sticker mule. Yes.
5: Because
1: uh, not to be confused
0: account. with mule soft. Hey. No, the two completely, <laughs> Welcome. completely different. Welcome. We got sticker some... mule soft. That's stickers <laughs> as a service. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Come. Please Hi. join us. And into the conversation. Hello. <laughs> the doors yeah. so, the welcome, welcome. So we're just so we're just Patrick talking Invo. about the conference oh, and how
2: that's awesome that's it's wrong. been. The <laughs> podcast has now turned into a reverse clown car.
0: <laughs> this is actually now a Marx Brothers routine. <laughs> so uh, for those who just Damn walked man, in, medicine. there's medicine. They brought medicine. It's 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 actually booze. Oh, booze. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what it is. Oh, it's, it's a euphemism for crackin. booze.
6: <laughs> release the kraken! No, do
1: not release the kraken. The kraken should stay in the bottle.
6: No, no, I think we should release the kraken.
7: No. <laughs> what is that? Release the kraken. Good stuff.
0: Good stuff. So, for those who just walked in, um, was there something this this awesome? So, the first day so far, that you learned from one of the sessions that has changed the way that you do the things that you do every day?
7: I'm Samantha. Hi. Hi. Hi, Hi, Samantha. Hi. You're on the air. I would say that I learned that Beth is awesome, but I already knew that. So (laughs) that was like uh, already apparent.
0: We'll accept that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then a lot of you guys actually gave talks here. So from the other perspective, was there – Insights that you guys got from giving a talk this time, like some of you guys have given talks like a million times, I know, but like every time can be a learning experience, right? Like, is there any insights from that?
4: I actually had a really awesome experience because there were two guys sitting in the internals talk who came up and talked to me afterwards, and they're like, "We're old time sea gurus, and we worked on cray systems once upon a time, and and we all know about sysv stuff." And I'm like, "Oh my goodness, can I recruit you for help on internals?"
3: <laughs>
1: nice, more minions. Did they say yes? No, <laughs> but they then died of old age. <laughs> oh, <yes! laughs> I didn't say they couldn't do it. More <laughs> chocolate.
0: More ch- <laughs> huh? Any other insights from speakers? Uh, what,
6: what if I have an insight
0: that was bad? Yes, good, good. So I, I had...
6: I gave name, kind of name kind of, location. Yeah, so um uh, my name my name is Nate Abeli. I'm from the internet and also somewhat Philadelphia. Um, How and... far away
1: is the internet from Philadelphia?
6: <laughs> That's a complex question. <laughs> Should I answer in terms of Ether data centers or right. let's do data? Chili con- cheese steaks. Chili oh, yeah. cheese okay. steaks. Actual
1: miles of copper.
6: Co- consciousness? Oh copper. Yes. Um No. Um <laughs> Yeah. So my my insight was I I gave kind of a not great talk today, and um, it's the second not great talk I've given in probably the space of a month. And um, what I've realized is that I just can't bring myself to get excited about this shit anymore. Sorry. You know what? what 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 specifically? Well, you were talking about JavaScript. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, um, just just programming
5: in general. Interesting. So what? What's new for you? Yeah. Um, I think uh, what you're suffering from is the need for a vacation.
8: <laughs>
7: no.
3: Oh yes. <laughs> no,
6: it's it's I I don't I don't think more code is going to fix this. I mean, I mean it's it's like do you ever get the feeling like even though we have all these frameworks and libraries that continue to evolve, it's like we're basically writing the same code over and over again. So anyway, am I the only person who feels this way? No, I
2: I will agree. It's yes.
4: And when you come down to it, right, we're flipping bits on a machine, right? You ever we're feel can... like you're not doing anything? Mike. Mike, Mike, Mike is not here. No, you're programming, <laughs> I, and at the end of the day, you're flipping bits on a machine. I, I feel like I, I, I'm anything. I'm
6: doing things, but those things aren't aren't enough. It, it's it's kind of like we've, you know. We, I hesitate to use the word fetishize, but we fetishize technology to the point where we care more about the constructs than the artifacts, or, or more about our tools than what we're actually producing.
2: I I can definitely, in all seriousness at this point, you relate to that. Um, you know, I, I've been working for the past several years, several thousand people have been working for the past couple of years to you know, modernize the Drupal code base, and we've been doing some great things with it, and the new feature set is wonderful for a lot of people, but at the end of the day, what are we doing that makes the world better? And it's really easy to lose sight of that. And is the thing you're doing to make the world better <laughs> worth the amount of effort you're putting into it? You know, is, is the return on investment, in a sense, worth it in terms of actually improving the world? Maybe it is, but it's a fair question to ask that periodically and say, you know, is whatever open source coolness I'm doing more beneficial than cool or is it more just cool than beneficial? Yeah, Am I okay with that?
8: This is uh, Dan with Earthly Interactive. Uh, General Coder and I work in CMSs day in and day out. Uh, I saw Larry's talk today on Drupal 8 and it it was a holy moment for me when some of those things came out. Uh, The code refactorization and how easy it is to make the modules now. Uh, Just one of those like, this is going to be really great to program in and maybe... When, when does Drupal 8 come out? When it's done. <laughs> uh-huh. So I,
2: I.
3: question. <laughs> no, Sorry, don't to put, put you on the spot here. It,
2: yeah. it, it comes out when we fix the next 50 critical bugs.
8: Okay. Uh, but when, those, when those are done, it's going to be really great to program in, and I'm really looking forward to it. So thank you.
3: <laughs>
2: I, I do like hearing that. And, and to your earlier question, um, some of the feedback that I got on my session earlier, which was on you know Drupal 8's development crash course, just whirlwind tour of you know common tasks for developing Drupal 8. And I had both a Drupal front-end developer who barely understands the back-end at all, and a Symfony developer. Both come up to me afterward and say, you changed my life, I now understand what's going on, this will be great. And okay, I was a bit surprised that they went that far with it. But, <laughs> you know, that that feels good. That is, that makes the effort worth it to an extent. Um, and so, you know, to all the other Drupal people listening to this, uh, that's to you too, because it's not quite 3,000 people who have been working on Drupal 8 at this point. Um, but yeah, you know, what are you doing and for whom? And who is actually going to benefit from it is a question we need to be asking. And that ties into all kinds of questions, both technical and social and social justice and everything else, depending on which direction you want to go with that. So you kind of hit on something. What, as a speaker,
0: for those of you who spoke, what is your, what is your driving motivation for speaking?
2: Like what is it that you get out of it? There are things I know that the world would be a better place if more people knew them. And the more people know the things that I know, the better the world will be because then they don't need to come to me for them
6: Concur. they'll be able
2: they'll be more self you know self-reliant on whatever that thing is whether that's Drupal or new kinds of programming or ways of thinking about things you know i present this as a form of teaching where i don't have to grade papers
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> amen brother preach on
6: <laughs>
1: Larry stole my answer.
3: Let's
9: go go along with Larry's um thing. Now I'm Beth Tucker-Long. I am with Code Climate and um I gave a talk today about what it's like to be What are you doing? Jump rope.
1: <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. Together. I
9: know. Um I gave a talk today on what it's like to be a woman in tech and um it was An interesting adrenaline rush. It's been a long time since I've been that scared to be up on stage in front of people. But um, I did it because I want to make sure that we get more people involved in the future. And I want to make sure that it's easier for people to be involved in the future. Because I think the more people we get involved, the more cool stuff we'll come up with. And that will be better. Then maybe we won't be just doing the same thing over and over again. Because somebody will think of something for it, finally.
0: (laughs) True that. Yeah.
10: Welcome. Delivery.
3: <laughs> Hello, we have a Mr. delivery organizer. What is in the bag? Muffin houses. <laughs>
7: whale. whale.
9: And a whale. Isn't, Isn't it a dolphin? dolphin. The one the thing I can't oh,
7: share out of that bag. You want to show
1: it? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're concerned you're not giving Yitz enough muffins. Yeah.
7: Seriously, He's, who, who gives someone two dozen muffins for breakfast?
1: Yitz is wasting away. Why do you
7: want him to die? <laughs> there are many muffins. Wait a minute. Why do you want to kill Code Rabbi? Wait, wait, should we talk about the cake that he had last night? I know, it was like, it was like a, like a, like a street full of cake. Oh, you're hitting my microphone. <laughs> Don't do this, but well. I, I like attention a lot, so... <laughs>
3: <laughs>
7: Which kind? This there's This there's, kraken. There's, Did cool. we lose the thread again? What? Where's Phil? Quick. Did are we, we losing the, the thread? <laughs> why are we? Why are we? Are we talking about why we? Why we speak?
3: Yes. Yeah. yeah.
7: Why do you speak? I like to speak why because do I do weird, like weird, crazy thing I do weird, crazy things in my in my career. I'm Samantha Canionis. I work at AOL. Hi. <laughs> um, I work my at AOL. Still alive. Um. I don't work on the dial-up Raz. I don't work on the email product, but it's still around. But it's, no, still, it's
3: still
7: there. I am responsible. I am responsible for mailing out the CDs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly don't know, but we Wait, do still we do, we do we do still have the desktop product. I installed it on my laptop. Uh, just so I can take a screenshot and send it to Chris um, to make him laugh. So about eighty percent of my job is trying to make Chris laugh at me uh, for working it's, at AOL.
1: You, you do very well at that.
7: But no, I mean, but seriously, like we, we're we're doing stuff at a very very high scale. So I get to work with, I get to work at a, at a scale that I think a lot of engineers don't really get to work at, like in the in the billions of page requests. Um, a day. And I don't think a lot of people really get that chance to work with stuff. So I like to speak so I I can talk about kind of the, the problems that we encounter at that, at that scale. I think it gives people a chance to look at the paths that we kind of go down to get a, an insight into um, different ways of thinking about problems that, that you have to think about when you're, when you're dealing with, um, with performance at that sort of billion, billions of, of page requests a day scale. And um uh, I really the reason that I that I like to speak is just is really just to give an insight into some of the some of the different ways of, of thinking and I, I hope that people come out of my talks um, kind of inspired to 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 think differently about the way they approach problems because there's there's so many different ways to approach the problems that we have as software engineers when we're de- when we're designing and developing systems um, and it's very easy to get caught into a rut of doing the same thing over and over and over again so. Really, I hope that we can that I hope that I do it so that I can just show people that there are other other paths to go down. And maybe if they go down those paths, they'll find ways to, to write really cool open source shit that everyone else can use. What, so,
6: what about that's what I do? Can what, I what about getting caught in a rut of like writing symbolic languages in a text editor for 50 years? You know? <laughs> what, what about what about that? Have you seen
2: the future of programming presentation? W- which one? Um, Brett Victor, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it, for those listening at home, Google or, or go to YouTube and look for Brett Victor, Future of Programming. It will change your life. Also,
6: pretty really? much anything, pretty much any video by Alan Kay uh, as well. Anyway,
7: I, I don't know. I write boring code for the most part. Um,
6: we all write boring code. Right?
7: Exactly. Wait,
4: who doesn't write boring exactly. code? All code is
7: boring. Code makes, makes me good. Right?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't code.
7: <laughs> That's uh, cheating. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's
10: the t- the title makes it so I don't have to code that much.
2: <laughs> Chris,
5: you get had a question out. you wanted to ask. Um, who, 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 who so, I, um, Nate, what what exactly did you say about you, that? You're feeling sick of doing I, the same I, thing over and over again. I, I just I just can't get excited about this shit anymore. <laughs> that that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was thinking about that and. Um, I don't think it's a unique problem among computer programmers. I think it's anyone can have that same feeling about any job. I mean, my wife says the same type of thing about fixing my kids lunch over and over every (laughs) single day. So, I mean, it's, it's not that everything we do is going to change the world, but we can do things that affect individuals. And uh, I think that's kind of what my favorite part about speaking is, is I can give a talk to a room full of 50 people. If one person says, Wow, that was really helpful to what I'm doing, or I've learned something from you like that that makes it enough for me I, I I think it goes a little deeper than that, and that's good, but it's
6: not good enough for me um you ever seen the movie Dogma?
3: <laughs> yes uh, sorry right. you so,
1: you're you're not turning into the shit demon are
3: you?
6: <laughs> so no okay ser- seriously. seriously uh, so salma Hayek plays this character the amuse who who basically like. You know, lives up in heaven, inspires people and decides she wants, wants to come down to earth and like run her own show. Right. She wants to do her own gig. And and she can't. She loses all of her inspiration as soon as she comes down to earth. And uh, this, she had a really interesting line in the movie. Did which you lose like, all
5: of your inspiration when you came down to earth?
6: I'm talking about programmer culture here. It's like we have all of our best ideas for other people and we have none for ourselves. Can you expand on yeah, that? Yeah, can you elaborate? Well, okay, so um, so another talk uh, by Gary Bernhardt was um, – oh, shit, what was it? It, it was a recent one. Um, does somebody have the internet? <laughs> um, we turned you, it off were for the far night. far away from Philly. Oh,
3: so no, so, yes, I do. No, I, live the, I live in the modern. <laughs> I live, I live in the now. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly,
6: exactly. <laughs> no, um, so Gary Bernhardt gave this talk um, – uh, something about living in the future. Basically he, um, he took a combined a terminal editor with like diffing with logs to, to basically give you like a real time analysis of um, what your code was doing as you were editing it. So it's like while you're editing, you could see, Oh, this line caused an, uh, an error in the logs recently. And my tools can understand this because they're tying all of my different shit together with my repository and, you know, test results and, and, you know, source code editor and so i can bring these tools together to actually get a better understanding of the code that i'm writing as i'm writing it and that's just a simple thing and how come how come that's not a thing right now how come that doesn't exist
4: because
6: you haven't written it yet
4: the answer to our problems is not doing
7: yeah. <laughs> Isn't that all of us? Why I try to
4: train people because you know what? I, I'm not clonable and I don't scale, unfortunately. Maybe you should be. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, I want to be clonable.
10: <laughs> Didn't you clone yourself and your son by giving a talk at Lone Star? Yes. That that's sort of like being clonable.
4: But it takes 17 years to grow one of those. <laughs> <laughs>
3: clone
2: bastard. <laughs> it's
4: still
2: a clone. So I, I guess, are you getting at? You know, what are we doing this for, or why are we still doing it this way? Because those are two very different criticisms. I think both are legit. But um, they're different. Why, why are we still doing it
6: this way primarily? but I, I think what are we doing it for maybe secondarily? like it's interesting that software has permeated basically every aspect of society, and yet um, it's still kind of this like high art or low art or dark art or something that. Like, a uh, small number of people relative to the overall demand get paid a, a lot of money for, you know, relative to the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a fallback career. <laughs> um, it, it's just that, that dichotomy is just interesting to me. Um, I think, and I think we have a culture that sort of like self-selects for complexity, so we don't have an incentive to do anything about it.
2: Does that make sense? <laughs> my head. Well, so so all right. So
6: you think about it, right? Like you're you're sitting there typing in a way in your text editor and then you switch over to, you know, the console or browser or whatever to like see the result of whatever you just did. And in that that time, in that interim, um your brain was simulating what the computer was about to do, right? So the the people who are the best programmers are the ones who have Twisted their brains to work the most like a computer, and and it or, born that way. or we're or yeah even more unfortunately we're born that way. So, <laughs> that that's a very generous way of looking at it. Um, so so it's it's like because w- this has become like just our our normal mode in which we operate. It's it's like. We just don't think to make it simpler because there's no
2: incentive. I think it goes deeper than that, and this—it's interesting Probably you mentioned it because this is something I've been thinking about recently as well. And I know some of you in here. I was talking to about this recently. <laughs> yes, chocolate. Um, you know, in order to do, you know, there, there have been projects that show, like, you know, writing a game in a language and an environment where you can run through the game forward and backward as you're editing the code, tweak it in place and so forth and just completely... Yeah, I think that was like
6: Elm or something.
2: Yeah, I I think it may have been Elm, but in order to do that, you need a completely different set of tools and a completely different mindset than what we have now. And we've already twisted our brains to work this particular way there are certainly cases where twisting our brains to work this other way would be a better result, but that's a different twist. And once we've twisted our brains once, it's harder to twist to another. And twisting to that other, in the first place, is harder than twisting to where we are now. I mean, I, I come at this from the stance of, you know, we are all trained on procedural programming. Even if we're writing OO code, it's still fundamentally a procedural family, but, At a certain scale or a certain type of complexity or a certain level of interactivity, a purely functional approach is such a completely different mindset. And I know you were talking about this in your talk. Such a completely different mindset, but so superior for certain problem spaces. Most problem spaces. Arguably most problem spaces. But getting your brain set up for that in the first place is, A, harder, and B, not what any of us are trained in, even even those who were actually trained instead of self-taught. Yeah. So – you know, yeah, could that's could that's PHP class doesn't
5: count as training.
2: <laughs> could, like could PHP even evolve to the point that you could do that level of full interactivity? It,
6: it's not even about languages at that point. Yeah. we basically need new CPU architecture. <laughs>
4: Which is why my son wants to get into hardware development. Woo!
2: <laughs> More power to him. But you know, so I, I guess. Where we're going right now, and I think leaving the rest of the room behind is you know um, lambda calculus hardware, which would be kind of cool and make my my brain leak out my ears even more than Liz did <laughs> um, but you know at what point does programming as an industry need that kind of fundamental shift, and when it happens, what happens to those of us who are very well invested in? the way our brains have currently been wired.
6: Well, that depends. Is a job, does a job exist to make you money or does a job exist for you to create value in society? Now we're getting real heady.
4: That depends on the type of person you are, but I also think there's, there's a shift coming anyway in computing. And that is because a lot of the old guard is dying off, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is something a lot of people don't think about. But think about all the people who really know the low-level assembly stuff, who wrote the original Intel code, who wrote all the SSE stuff. A lot of that information is not being passed on, and these people are aging out of the workforce and they're dying off. Mm-hmm. As horrible as that oh, is yeah. to say, we are
5: losing their thoughts down on
4: the wiki. You bet. <laughs> and we are losing—we are losing a huge amount of brain power. And so it's going to come to the point where either we're going to have to have a couple of heroes who write it down for us. Or we're going to have to reinvent everything, right? That's what happens when we lose that mindshare. So it may come to pass that we have to reinvent architecture just because nobody knows how the old stuff works anymore.
6: That wouldn't be the
2: worst thing in the world.
4: No, it wouldn't, but it is
2: coming. If we we are able to learn from the way it was done before and do it better the next time, that would be a good thing. That is a very big if, however. Big, nice 48-point font. (laughs)
3: Maybe we do need to iterate on low level.
7: Maybe we do need to iterate on low-level architecture, though. Maybe we do need to iterate. Oh wait, you already said
3: that. <laughs>
1: oh.
0: Echo. Speaking of iterations, this is not a good transition. But who didn't speak?
1: <laughs> did it. Iterator. Am I, am I the
0: only person who didn't speak in this room? there's not. No, I know. I haven't count. Spoken yet. you haven't spoken have. yet. Oh yeah, you're speaking tomorrow. Okay, so they don't count. So, don't count. so if you're so here and count. you you weren't a speaker, what? Why did you come? Jonathan was. Jonathan was. What are <laughs> you even doing, doing? here? Uh, make, make sure you uh, uh, say your
10: spoken name. spoken
3: to. <laughs> hold on. Hold
10: on. I guess I. Hi. <laughs> so what is the value
3: proposition?
10: So what is the value proposition of me running Midwest PHP? Well, um, you, should,
0: you should. announce yourself. I got yourself. all of
10: you to come here. That's. You should, you should say your name. Oh, my name, Jonathan Sunquist. I'm sorry. My, my apologies. <laughs> I, uh, podcast. No, what's that? My mom might say otherwise. It
1: has it has a Q in it, so you get podcast. a lot of. Do I points. listen to
10: podcasts? Um, if I remember, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't speak. I've thought about trying to get into speaking. I I, speaking, I spoke you're once. You're
7: speaking right now. You're speaking right now. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. <laughs>
1: English
10: class did something for me. Yes. So can I get those coasters now?
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Does anybody have a bottle opener?
7: Yes. <laughs> Wait, a bottle
1: opener can like a, a, a bottle an actual, actual bottle
10: opener in my canter.
1: Why wait, why would oh. you have a can opener?
3: <laughs> I, 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 oh, I can Sometimes a can so keep going. You
10: were Continue. Um, so. Why do I you run this conference? Why do I run this conference? I, this is truly a strictly community conference. I don't do this for profit. Um, anything that I make in profit dumps into next year. I do this for Minnesota. Um, I do this for Madison, Milwaukee, for Iowa, for South Dakota, for North Dakota, because there's really not anything in this area. Um, I do this because it was a vision of Mike Wilbanks who started by Mike Stowe. And I've just carried on that tradition now for the third year. Um, I want to see it grow, but I don't want to see it be a commercial conference. I want to see it stay to its roots. I don't want to get above 250 people. I want to continue bringing in speakers from around the world, but I don't want to see it grow outside of what a true community conference is. Um, I want to bring in those technologies. I want to bring in more Drupal developers, I want to bring in more WordPress developers. I think they need to see what is outside of their silo. Um, I think that PHP developers need to see what's outside of their silo. Now that to some sounds weird. Because everybody's a PHP developer, but you also have those that are just do PHP and don't think about, well, maybe I could do this in WordPress, or maybe I could do this in Drupal, but I'm a framework developer, so I'm just going to do it that way. But why are you reinventing the wheel? Uh, So I do this for those people, um, and I do this to better the community, not necessarily better myself as an organizer, and I know Beth can account to this, you don't get to go to the talks. You selected all these great talks that you don't fucking get to see. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. Yes? For the rabbi. Oh, yeah, the ra- <laughs> rabbi needs they, his bottle they got it open. open. So, I
11: opened ra- his bottle. Good job. Come
10: um, so on, guess, Larry, keep up. I <laughs> have another Larry. Um, I guess, so that's why I run the conference.
1: <laughs> I, God, I'd love to go to the talks. <laughs> I, if we just not go to the talks,
7: it would be easier. Oh,
1: God, it would
10: be there, so much There, There is you. always
1: the hallway track.
7: <laughs> There's you, you a
1: hallway just pay, track. You just pay to go to the
10: hallway track. I, yeah. I love, hallway track. I love the hallway track, but it costs me so much money still. <laughs> <laughs> if I just didn't have to rent the rooms.
8: Uh, Dan with Ursuline again. I'm also a uh, just an attendee. I didn't speak here. Uh, I came for... Mainly the talks, uh, because I want to see what else is out there. Uh I'm kind of in one of the silos of hey, I do CMS work and I'm doing that day in and day out. What what else is out there? What what else can I learn? You came because you sponsored. And also we sponsored. Nice. <laughs> as a secondary Thanks. as a secondary effect, uh my company did sponsor the conference. Uh so we are here doing a recruiting drive. Uh, excellent. Yes, yes, we do, do those things.
7: I- I use Those things do refer car, to bottle. bottle
8: openers. I use this thing.
10: What is this thing? This thing... Well, they can't see it. This
0: well, thing. the people in their car can't see you. it either. <laughs> this is an audio <laughs> no, podcast. Bottle
7: You're opening bottle. You have to do a bottle
3: opener job now. <laughs> <laughs>
7: and
0: the bottle opener somehow hit the host in the head from bouncing bottle off bottle the floor. Of Thank you, Samantha. I really appreciate it. <laughs> no, no, but... Uh, I, I like I like uh, I liked where you were going there.
8: <laughs> so you, went, going you came for more. the talks. You came for the talks. Uh, I came for the talks, but uh, also my company is growing. We're trying we're always looking for more developers. So I'm here to talk to the community and say, Hey, give us a resume. Let's talk.
0: And you do CMS stuff. Do you do custom CMS stuff or is it uh, something else? We
8: do all sorts of we do WordPress, Joomla, Drupal, Magento, and then on um, there's we're a 50 50 company. Half of it's CMSs, and the other half is mobile applications. So we're also dealing with uh, Laravel, Postgres, just ground up applications. But do you do squirrel mail?
1: Nobody should ever do squirrel
3: mail.
5: <laughs> I'll second that opinion. Sorry, we were talking about it at the, at the speaker dinner
8: last night, and it just popped into my head again. <laughs> uh, Chocolate. We, have, we avoid doing email whenever possible, we give that duty to Rackspace. 'Cause nice. they have a full tech support team that will happily answer your calls twenty four hours a day where I will not So is it like a web shop like web dev shop? It is a web dev shop. Yes. So if you will, will if you, you will...
1: make me a custom squirrel mail theme? <laughs> if you pay me enough, I will yes. <laughs> I'm I'm curious.
5: Do we think is Rove gonna start doing squirrel Mail? That... You probably have talked
1: to Ed
0: about that. Yeah. Ed take
5: note.
1: Gary's sleeping.
0: So as a web dev shop, you guys run into a lot of problems with having all these different different
8: frameworks that you're building on, like maintaining those over time? <laughs> some see it as a problem, some see it as an opportunity, because a lot of the times... Um, okay. uh, Continuing the thought. Uh, A lot of the frameworks do have to be kept up to date. Uh, That goes into the support contract with our clients. So it does keep us in business of supporting the different frameworks that are going on, the Drupals, the Joomla's. Uh, The actual frameworks themselves, like Laravel, we haven't had to go through a major upgrade on one of our projects yet, so we're not sure how that's going to go, hopefully very smoothly. It is no. a big upgrade from five to five. <laughs> it is going from four to five. Uh, the project that we have in Laravel four will probably not be upgrading to five. They just they're not continuing development. They have what they want, so they're they're happy. Um, and we're starting out new projects in actual Laravel five, which I'm very excited to learn about the changes in tomorrow's talk. So uh, hey. nice. By the rabbi. By the rabbi. <laughs>
5: I'll
8: see you tomorrow morning. i'm not sure if i can swear but crap so let me ask you then
2: from so from one consulting shop developer to another then to go back to the earlier point why do you do it obviously there's money in it that's why we keep doing it but why do you work with the clients you do why do you do consulting what you know how is that advancing the
8: world i'm not sure my company wants me to answer that question <laughs> but <laughs> off the record and not the company policy uh me personally I take a paycheck um, I am there to finance my entertainment and that is that is not coding i love to code i I'm, I'm very good at coding but that is not my that is not my passion and my'm I'm, I'm not the person who's going to go out and open twenty open source projects to further the the coding standard i'm there so to have <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm not oh, going to go yeah. open one. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: so that's a really good point. It's like, it's not your passion. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people, like, I would say the majority of, of programmers are actually in that boat where it's like, it is your paycheck, but your real passion is outside of that, right?
8: Yeah, it's like, my passion is, I, I love doing uh, 3D design in Blender. Uh, I cool. loved, I'd love to start doing animation, but if I start doing animation, I'll get good at it eventually and maybe I'll start pulling in a paycheck. Maybe I won't um with coding i'm very good at it i can pull in a good paycheck and i can give clients the product they want in sort of a timely a timely fashion uh so i'm training in the skills i'm very good at to finance the projects i'm not necessarily as good at but really do love to do
0: yeah that's that's excellent i mean i think i think a lot of people can relate to that for sure
7: the passion that i was coming here and talking to people about about coding who's passionate about is coming here and talking to people about building cool shit. Cause I, I mean, I feel, I feel, I really feel passionate about talking to people and it's trying to, and trying to, uh, trying to help them find some, some inspiration, um, to do a job that is, is often pretty, pretty fucking tedious, right? Like writing code can be really tedious and, and soul crushing at times.
6: Yep. So so inspiring people in spite of the tedium.
7: Exactly. To, 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 find, To find reasons to want to put ourselves through the the sometimes harsh reality of writing code.
6: It's pretty masochistic.
7: It is. It can be masochistic (laughs) at times, right?
8: Most of the time. I usually find teaching
2: more rewarding than the coding at this point,
7: which
8: is an interesting
7: transition for me.
3: Yeah.
8: Uh, I I will state. So in in my position at the company, I am a, a tech lead. I have two developers underneath me. And one of the parts I do really enjoy is bringing them up to speed on projects and saying, this is how, we, how, you, how you need to build the project and here's why you need to build it this, this way. Because you see the light in their eyes and they're like, oh, I never, I never thought of it that way. Or uh, just just the, the moment of, of recognition of, oh, that's an ingenious way to do that. I never would have thought of that. Now that you put that seed there, I can continue on with, with that train of thought. So that's, that's part of my job I, do, I really do enjoy.
0: Any more thoughts on that real quick before I I dramatically
1: change the subject? (laughs) Okay, I'm actually going to... Jeremy, I just counted. I'm at 35 uh, projects (laughs) on GitHub. (laughs) Hey, look. It beats me. I didn't say they were good projects. I just said I
3: have
1: to replay. Uh, No one said any of
0: them were good projects. I want to play this word game real quick. I want to throw out a word, and you guys just say the first thing that comes to your mind, all right? ready? PHP internals.
5: Drama! <laughs> <laughs>
3: the,
2: the, the place I go to
1: feel better about <laughs> contention in the Drupal world. <laughs> Sautéed green cabbage. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure I'm allowed to say that word on the internet.
0: <laughs> so, as predicted, um, I <laughs> just saying the word PHP internals brings up like really kind of negative feelings, almost. And I feel like that's the, the media hype that it gets, too. I mean, yeah, there is a lot of negativity. It's just uncomfortable soft chuckles? <laughs> it could be <laughs> <laughs> that.
5: crying.
1: I, lots and lots of crying.
0: I want to be a, an advocate for saying that like, I am a non-PHP internals person, but I've been experimenting in user land, uh, from user land to PHP internals. And I have an RFC that's out there right now. And I've been working on it with a guy in the UK, Lee, Lee Leah, Leah. I don't know how to say his name. But anyway. It's been awesome. Like, PHP internals, people have been super nice, and they've helped me like crazy. Um, there's a couple of them in this room who have helped me a lot. Uh, you know
4: what? <laughs> PHP internals may be kind of loud and obnoxious, but if you prove you're willing to put in the work to make things better, we will bend over backwards to keep you in the game.
0: Yes, absolutely. And 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 I think the little drama that happens, I mean, it can blow up to be a big drama if you want to be a part of it, but it's, it's like, really it's really isolated to, like, very specific things. Like... I don't, there was absolutely zero drama with the the entire discussion with my RFC. Like, zero drama whatsoever. Like, some people were like saying, hey, it might be better to do it this way, might be better to do that that way. But it was all just like strict code review, nothing personal. It was great. So, if you're scared about being in, contributing to PHP internals, don't let the, the drama from one or two little things hold you back because the majority of the stuff that's actually going on in internals is actually super amazing and super awesome. Sammy, why don't you tell us about your RFC? Well, let me tell you about my RFC. That's actually going. I'm. I, this, this is the first time ever on a podcast. No. <laughs> my my RFC um, was to was was born out of my contributions to the Facebook SDK, PHP SDK, and we were having this trouble of generating cryptographically secure pseudo random bytes. So if you don't know, um, if you're using mt_rand or rand or anything to generate random data and you need to do that for a, like a cross-site cross, cross site recourse, request forgery token or something like that, that stuff can be, it's predictable. So like you can forge those things very easily and um, those, those need to be crap, cryptographically secure, not cryptographically secure, although that would be something else. They
2: need to be cryptographically secure so that they're not crap. <laughs>
0: exactly.
9: exactly. What we have now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. What so we you, have now you're, is crap. You're doing
1: this all <laughs> off MD5 then, I take it.
0: Yes, there's like, yeah, you'd like randomize some, like, something and then unique ID and then MD5 it and stuff. So that's really insecure. So the way that you would actually generate um, cryptographically secure random pseudo bytes in in php right now is extremely convoluted and you have to write like hundreds of lines of user land code potentially to get it right. So this is a function that you can that you can add. It's random bytes and random int. Uh, and it adds cryptographically secure pseudo random data to PHP. And it's been in discussion for two weeks and after two weeks it can go into voting phase. And since it's been exactly two weeks, here's the email I'm about to send to the internals list. I'm gonna read it out loud and and Elizabeth, if if there's anything I you, you think I should change, you'd definitely say now or forever hold your peace. No, I was, I <laughs> Actually I, I officially put it in voting vote fo- phase and I think Anthony Ferrara already beat you to the punch. I haven't announced it yet, but he already voted on it and he voted, yes. Wait so can far to so be the
1: first person to vote now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure
0: it's not a bad idea? Right. It might be. So here okay, the subject line is I'm adding the tags RFC and vote. So far, so good, right? Yes. Okay. And the subject line is Reliable UserLand uh, C Spring, or it's cryptographically Secure pseudo random number generator. Um, <laughs> and the, and here's, here's, what the, here's what it says pretty quick it says a two week discussion period has been held for the Reliable UserLand cryptographically secure random pseudo number generator. Oh my God, RFC.
3: <laughs> who, who named this thing? i <laughs>
0: <laughs> and to add random bytes and random int to um PHP core, uh the RFC has now moved into voting, and here's the link. And there was some discussion on prefixing the function names with crypto underscore, but there are a few reasons why we decided against this. One, there is a crypto pickle extension, so the pseudo-random uh names or the pseudo namespace might cause confusion. And two, we wanted to work uh, on fully featured crypto framework for 7.1, and crypto is a good prefix for that. So again, we didn't want to mix things up. Thanks.
4: That's fine. What does the actual subject look like? Because it should be really boring. Like, vote for CSRNPG open. That's it.
0: Uh, okay. So it just it has <laughs> the vote Because you category. know
4: what? People on the internet
0: don't read. So it should say vote for... I'm
5: sorry, I wasn't listening.
3: <laughs>
0: reliable user land spring. Yes. Yeah. Vote open. Vote open,
3: yep.
0: vote open for? Vote open for... Reliable user land teespring. Okay, here it is. This is happening live on a podcast for the first time in history, I think, for PHP. I didn't look this up. I'm making this up as I go. But for the PHP internals contributions. Oh, shoot. Okay. And as I do this, Lee in UK just said, Samuel, it's the 15th. He's getting on me because this is the last. Like, if we don't submit this into voting phase by the 15th, then we are... Then we don't get it into seven. Yes, so dum dum it. dum.
1: Sammy will be shot live on Hangout.
0: So I'm actually sending it right now.
2: Cool,
0: I think it's still okay.
1: That's how internals work. Well, it is still the 15.
0: I did Almost technically 15. put it into voting phase before this already, yeah. so it should be okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's hope that um, this actually works. You
3: have
1: thanks in there twice. <laughs> he really wants. All right. Here nice we go. Okay, very thankful. This is it. The big
0: send. I'm pushing the button. How many RFCs? Drum you roll, please? please. Five, four, three, two, one. Somebody give me a random number. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> I bet it was cryptographically secure. <laughs>
3: no, NSA is
1: always watching. I'm I'm going to vote no because it breaks backward compatibility. Oh, <laughs> I didn't read it. I don't know.
0: <laughs> it it does actually break it if you already have a function named random underscore int and random underscore byte. How many people is one go to affect? I looked up on GitHub. Seven. There are a couple of packages that use methods called that. Um, but there aren't too many that actually have function names like like that. Right. And and their random generation is like a wrapper of MD5 and MT-Rand. So, That's, so
5: they
3: deserve to be it broken. It deserves <laughs> to be broken.
0: <laughs> it's
5: just array RAND with range inside.
0: It. <laughs> so um, big... Big thanks to everyone who helped, uh, Anthony Ferrara, definitely, Elizabeth Smith, she's, and you're going to help with, she helped me get into internals initially with writing my very first internals test like a year ago, so she's here, um, and Lee, uh, Lee, or Lay or probably Lee, Lee, yeah, Lee from the UK, he, he I just, I kind of, I did the C code, quote unquote, and it was crap, and then he was like, let me make that work. <laughs> so if you're a user land programmer like me and you don't do seed, that's not a freaking excuse to con- not contribute to PHP source. Ladies and gentlemen, a user land guy, that's who I am. So did you get the email sent? I, the user, I did send it, so okay. go out there and vote, ladies and gentlemen. If you Oh, but you, you know what? I don't have voting karma. I can't vote for my own RFC. <laughs>
2: so, <laughs> vote for you. <laughs> thank you. So. To, to back up a bit, now that, now that the, that's been submitted, we were talking about whether or not internals are scary. Yes. Something that I've seen, actually, in a couple of different places, internals and elsewhere in open source and even outside of open source, just in volunteer online communities, is an interesting pattern. I only just realized this pattern as we were talking. Well, you know, rank noobs who don't actually know how things work yet,
6: like rank and file noobs,
2: uh, sure. Um, you know, they, you know, get hit on.
1: Uh, not, no, that's wrong word. <laughs>
2: I, I don't think you're on the
1: same mailing list the rest of us are on.
2: Whatever. They, they, they get dismissed very quickly and easily because they don't know how things work. They, you know, aren't don't seem like they're willing to put in the effort and so on. Then there's a middle group who've demonstrated that they are willing to be be involved and play by the rules and, you know, go with the grain and, and contribute and so forth. And there's a lot of effort to keep and, and mentor and train those people. And then at some point you get past a certain threshold where you are, are willing to rock the boat and you're at a level where it's appropriate to rock the boat. And then the people in that group are really mean to each other, whether they intend to be or not. That's where the fighting happens it, even like i'll admit to even being part of this in Drupal at times where just you get up to that level and i don't know if it's the stakes are higher or the egos are larger or
6: <laughs> they're angry at themselves or, and they're taking it out
2: on or they're angry at themselves and they're taking it out on you or whatever it is One Liz second. has motioned that the egos are indeed larger <laughs> <laughs> but you know that that's the level where you get people you know swearing at each other and you know telling each other to you know, piss off and various other unpleasantness and, you know, that that's what people see. And so it gets a reputation of, you know, people fight and backbite and so forth because they do at that level. I'm not quite sure what to do about that dynamic clash of the Titans. It kind of. And I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite thunder sure. <laughs> not quite sure.
5: Monday, down. Monday, I, Monday.
2: Yeah. I, as I said, I've, I've only okay. just realized this pattern now in three different places that I've seen it. Internals being one of them. But you know, what is that a natural pattern? Is there something we can do structurally to reduce that, to avoid that? Is it inevitable? Is that part of it being an online community? Do you know real meatspace space communities have the same kind of dynamic? I don't know. But and does anyone else have that kind of experience? does anyone else see that pattern? Yeah, microphone.
11: Uh, So my name is Kyle. I do stuff.
3: Um,
1: Hi,
11: Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Kyle. Yeah, but to a a certain extent, if they didn't argue, wouldn't you worry more? Because the fact of the matter is you have a lot of people who are arguing for their vision, per se, and they've had a lot of thought that goes into this, and it matters to them. So to a certain extent, whenever you get all those variables together, you're going to get, like, a catfight to a certain extent. if they weren't as emotional about it, I mean, that's, like, the equivalent of, like, a, a business that just does e-commerce. And you're like, yeah, let's just do this site, you know, half-ass. And everybody's like, okay, that's fine. And nobody cares. <laughs> you know? So it, to, a, to a certain extent, the people who give a shit are going to be emotional about it. That's you're not going to get around it.
4: You know what, even in internals, it all comes back to the same thing. What are we fighting over? Didn't We're fighting Henry over Kissinger, that freaking pink bike shed again, right?
6: Didn't Henry Kissinger have a quote about academic politics? They're so vicious because the stakes are so low.
4: Yes, exactly. We're back to the pink bike shed. We're arguing about things that aren't important in the stake of things. We had all this new stuff going to PHP 7 that was important. We had this stuff about... You know the the thread local storage for uh, the threading model in PHP, and there was like barely a whimper. And we had the stuff with PHPNG, and everybody was like, "Yes, we need to get it in." And we had the 64-bit stuff, and there was a little bit of argument because the PHPNG stuff was going. But in the end, we had none of the drama we're having with static type hints, which in the large and the small scale of things is not nearly important. It's pink on the bike shed. What is really important here about the language, and what are we wasting our time on? And part of that is just human nature. We like to fight about the pike shed because everybody has an opinion, whereas nobody knows how the nuclear reactor is run.
7: It's a hut, not a shed.
2: The rabbi know? has informed us that it is a uh,
1: a hut, not a shed. The
7: bike hut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The and it is- should
1: be blue. Yes. Yeah. I
3: really
7: think it should be purple. You're wrong.
1: <laughs> You're wrong. That will never work.
9: The thing is, I don't mind if people get emotional, but they get abusive. That's I think, and that's yeah. that's where it crosses the the line for me, and where I get that's where I sort of sign off and don't listen anymore. Because and, you know,
2: people can make an thing? argument without being argumentative, and those are two very it's a very important distinction. Yes. Making an argument for something is simply making the case for it. Right. That's different than you know being cruel, being mean, telling someone.
7: You know, they're a bad person. Or even arguing for the sake of arguing.
9: Yeah. Well, and there's a difference between attacking ideas and then attacking the people presenting the ideas as well.
7: Which
2: is often hard to differentiate when you're on the receiving end.
9: Yes. Yeah, very true. Very true.
4: Well, the other thing is remember that a lot of the people who are involved in open source and do a lot of it and do big projects like this, do it because it is their passion, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times with your passion, you get addicted to it. I also do a lot of writing. And one thing about writers is they love every word they write. I'm, I'm guilty of this as well. And they take any editing of their work as an attack on their person. And I think a lot of times, as developers, we get the same way. We're so attached to our code, and you're telling me that this is not right, therefore, I am a terrible person because I wrote something not right. When at the end of the day, it's just words on the screen. It's not that important. What's important is what it does and the end game, right?
6: So so if what it does is bad, you're saying I can write code that's both morally reprehensible and technically incorrect?
1: You do do PHP.
4: (laughs) Bonus points if you link to Pearl.
1: <laughs> because Pearl.
4: <laughs>
2: careful, careful. The Ruby people say the same thing about PHP. Well,
7: who here's written Ruby? Written, written uh, Cobalt in the last six months?
3: Oh wait. Oh, wow. Erlang. Right. I, can say Erlang.
1: That. I wish I was writing I Erlang. Nice. <laughs> who in here has ever written RPG? Well,
3: I don't even know what that is. I Just, I played RPG I I just leave. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay. So has anybody done R? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. I know
2: people who have. Yeah.
4: Scheme. Scheme. Oh, Scheme. Oh, my. Scheme. Okay, and now we're back to Lisp, which created the universe.
8: Wait,
11: Golang uh, <laughs> is pretty cool yes. for anyone who hasn't <laughs> tried it. it. I know this is a PHP thing, but Golang is awesome.
4: Well, actually, I recommend a lot of people. I'll talk about this kind of tomorrow, but I recommend people go down the stack. Golang is a great place for PHP developers to go dip their toes into something else. It's not like totally different and will fry their brains too much.
5: It's somewhere in between PHP and C. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Just hold
5: the mic, Larry. But keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, Jeremy, speaking no. of super closures, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, heard, I heard we should use super closures for everything. You know, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, so, Sammy, the master yeah, of the segment. PHP <laughs> <laughs> supports it natively now,
0: right? Yeah. So you figured out a way to take a closure and serialize it and then do some things you're not supposed to do in PHP on it and then make it work. Yeah, that about sums it up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're abusing the implementation group. Uh, something actually
0: Uh, i i do want to have a point on this and ask you specifically about this but um super closure can you give a brief synopsis about it and then also about what what eval is used why you're using eval in your thing
5: (laughs) what style of fighting if it's a dance
0: fight sammy will win (laughs) (laughs) no i think elizabeth has got that one she's got way better balance than i do Uh,
12: it
1: has
12: to be a dance off what do you choose
3: Modern <laughs> interpretive. Just ready?
4: So <laughs> Your geek is showing. Well, yeah, no. that's
7: what did it for you?
3: We're we're on a
9: podcast for a programming sorry, language. Hey. I don't think
7: we have to worry about our geek showing. <laughs> I, I think we're pretty much right on target.
3: <laughs> oh boy!
0: Yeah. So super closure. What 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 is it, and why do you use eval? So um, let, me be, let me clarify this for I don't
5: even use my own package that I've written, but I will, I will tell you that if, if you're There's asking.
1: There's a joke there.
5: So uh, Superclosure is a package that I started as, for academic reasons a few years back. Uh, when I started using PHP 5.3, I was messing around with the new objects that came in PHP 5.3 like closure, and I tried to serialize it. And the exception message that you get back is, you cannot serialize a closure. Challenge
1: accepted. So, <laughs> the combination of... Uh, this, uh, this sounds like a hold my beer moment. A yeah. <laughs> uh, combination
5: of reflection and uh, doing luxing on tokenizing of the actual PHP code and analyzing it. I uh, made it so that I could actually find the code that comprises the closure, find the context that's, pa- that's passed into the closure, and create a serializable form. But to un this, of course, you have to eval that code. So that is why I have never used my own package, and I never encourage anyone to use it. Um, but about a year and a half ago, a video showed up uh, about Laravel and queues and IronMQ. And they said, hey, look, you can serialize this closure and put it on your queue and unserialize it and use it later and like wait <laughs> and as it turned out they were using my code and so i've had to kind the, of support the software that
6: well, that so sounds so- technically incorrect and morally reprehensible congratulations <laughs> you nailed
5: it
1: you win. so so, so Jer- jeremy serious question how many gallons of goat blood goat's blood did it take you to figure this out uh ha- metric or <laughs> <laughs>
3: metric?
1: i said gallons uh, no. metric gallons <laughs> metric gallons <laughs>
4: Now what you need to do is be even more evil. More eval? We need an extension for that. <laughs> right, right, because we can override some of that serializing and parsing directly in the engine. Grab that AST information. So
5: yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. So uh, PS- so PS- you're seven. encouraging <laughs> this, Liz? That's what I'm. In PHP seven, there is a legit AST, and I believe uh, Nikita—how do you say his name? Popov. He has written an extension to expose the AST, yes. which means I could actually use a legit AST. I am using his PHP parser package, though, already. Um, anyway, it's it's an interesting project. And uh, I recently added something with the help of Anthony Ferraris' help to be able to sign the serialized closure so it's a bit more safe to ah, un-serialize nice. the closure. Although I hear
0: sampling. that super uh, super closure does not work PHP six point six point 6. six because they removed eval from that one.
1: Hey. I'd get it?
5: No. Nope. Yeah, we we got it. It's just not funny. Chocolate. No, but I actually I wanted so to- before I hand the, the floor over, I am giving a presentation on Nomad PHP uh, in May about this process of this project. It's the talk is called How to serialize a closure and get a million downloads. Um, nice, and, awesome. and, and it literally has been installed 2.8 million times on packages wow. um to n- never in my i would never think that that would ever happen when i first wrote a, this a blog post <laughs> okay, well, we about this but
3: now. <laughs> 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 100
2: <laughs> million downloads so um I, and yeah, Larry, you had a thought. So, just slight tangent. I'm actually genuinely curious to ask our internals expert here: What is it about closures that makes them unserializable in normal PHP when you're not doing evil things? Yeah, evil things. <laughs>
4: okay. So, what makes them inherently unserializable? Chocolate. Is because we have no way of telling what may actually be inside, right? Let's say we have a resource that you've stuck inside that closure that you've attached to it. You can't freaking serialize a resource.
5: Yeah, no resources, no references.
4: Exactly. So, because PHP didn't want to do all that heavy lifting to make the serialization work, um, that's why. The other reason is when closures were done, the fact that they're an object has always been, as we've jokingly called, an implementation detail.
5: No, mm, no, 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 no. In 5.3, it was an implementation detail. But you guys added the bind method in 5.4, thus making it an actual legit object with an interface
4: well yes but the idea has always been if in the future we decide to be freaking evil because we're php we can drop out the fact that we're using it, objects behind the scene and put something else in its place of course we never will because we're php and heaven forbid we break bc ever <laughs> but that was the idea
2: so it's we're scared of resources yes.
4: who
7: isn't scared
4: of resources
2: I I'm completely Stop. embraced I, I the stream.
4: <laughs> well, sort and of. now a... we are back to go PHP 7 and extensions. Yay, go Woo! PHP 7.
0: Give a sales so, pitch. Give a
4: sales pitch. Yes. Do, I, do I have to sales pitch? Absolutely. Yet?
0: Tangent sales pitch. Yeah. Okay, PHP 7. so PHP
4: 7 is coming, and it's coming fast. Lots of things have changed, but not really so much in user land.
0: Mm, preach. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Rasmus, who is awesome put together this really nice vm and the idea behind it was so that people could download it put their php code on it and run it and see what was broken uh he wanted the big frameworks and the big applications to do this so we get the bugs now i know like uh matthew riro finney and zen framework 2 has done this and they've already filed a bunch of bugs that are in php 7 that need to be fixed and everybody kind of needs to do this but when he did it i also got the idea of well a lot of the internals in PHP 7 have changed. So like extensions are breaking and I know this cause I tried to compile my own it, they're broken. <laughs> um, but the problem is, is I'm still figuring out how to fix everything cause it's not documented. We need to pull it out of people's brains. And the other problem is, is that there aren't a lot of people who really know how to do PHP extensions. And then I got to thinking, well, PHP 7 is gonna come out <clears throat> and we have all these people using these third party extensions and pickle extensions, and they're all gonna be broken. So what's the use if our user code runs if all the extensions that you want to use with it don't run? We're going to be up a shit creek without a paddle. This is a problem. So um, I kind of put together a project, and uh, the idea is twofold. First of all, PHP internals are very poorly documented. All the knowledge is tribal knowledge. You have to know who to ask and how to ask. And it's not...
5: Sounds like any large corporation. Yes. Well,
4: and the other problem is who is the best person to write beginner documentation? Uh, Let me tell you, it's not the the developer that's been doing (laughs) it for 20 years. They are good for answering the beginner's questions, but they are really the last person you want to write the documentation. So what I've been trying to do is get the internals developers to come sit in this IRC channel and get people who are interested in helping and writing the documentation and doing the beginner work in this IRC channel. Thank you. (laughs) And we come in and they ask questions and they get their answers and they write it down in wiki pages. And we already have a page up on the website on how to do testing for PHP extensions that has never been had before. You know, this has never been written down. It's amazing. And the idea is to get this in a nice form that everybody can use. And then we put it into the PHP documentation because it needs to be there, but because we want to super crowdsource it because nobody has more than 15 minutes a day to really do this kind of work. But if everybody has 15 minutes a day, we can get it done before PHP 7 is out. Um, and then it's twofold. I want to, besides get documentation done for how to do the ports and what extensions need to be fixed and what extensions exist. Because do you know how many extensions there are for PHP?
0: Did you say is like 50 12? 50 something?
4: No, no, no. There are, oh, I don't even remember at last count.
3: <laughs> <million>. Okay. <clears>
4: okay. <throat> If you go to Pickle, Pickle.php.net, there are over 200. That's just once registered on Pickle.php.net. There are more on GitHub that aren't registered anywhere. And there's no place like Packages where you can find all this stuff, but there will be. And then there's... pickleist, um, Pickle. So that's the other project is getting... Um, they've been working on it for a while, but um, Pierre and some of the other people have been working on something called Pickle. Which is supposed to be a replacement for PECL or Pickle, depending on how you pronounce it, which is built on the parent installer. So we can have an installer for PHP extensions that is as good as Composer is, right? Because we need that. Um,
0: <coughs> Composer for for PHP extensions, basically. Yes. yes, yes. yes. That sounds fantastic. So that, that that's the
4: goal. To be yes, but Pickle will do the hard part of either finding the binary that's already pre-built for you or helping you build it on your system if you have the right tools in place, which is the other half of the problem, right? So if we have cool tools to be able to install stuff, documentation written for people to be able to help with tests and things, and we have a list of all these st- extensions and their status, who their maintainers are, maybe we can have some cool extensions that aren't broken all the time. Wouldn't that be great? Be I, would, I would really love that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the thought behind the project. And I've really had a lot of people you know, stand up and do stuff. I've had people who are doing sysadmin stuff who have stood up and said, you know, we're going to help build Vagrants. And I, and I asked Rasmus, can you, um, can you put PHP 5 on that Vagrant box? And he said, yes. And I said, can, can you put debug builds on And he said, yes. And he said, can you put ZTS builds as well? And he said, yes. <laughs>
3: oh,
4: we win. So you have this Vagrant. You can go in. You can tell it. Whatever version you're working on, your extension, set it right to that and get compiling and get running tests um, that's a great way for people to get started. Download the Vagrant and everything's set up for you. And, and this is why I love this new whole sysadmin world with containers and vagrants and stuff, because that is the worst part of getting anybody started, right? Yeah. That mm-hmm. first step. Um, <clears throat> so it, it's it's me yelling and channel saying, can you guys get stuff done? Because I have four kids in a life. and <laughs> I have 20 minutes a day, so I will do what I can. But I have these extensions that are really need to be ported. I was going to
5: add, along with the the PHP 7 VM that Rasmus put out, uh, Travis also started allowing you to do uh, Travis CI builds with PHP 7, too. So if you have an open source project that you're on the run test with, it's really, really easy to do that. please do. We're
7: We're starting to build PHP 7 and test. We have a huge PHP application. Yes. We're starting to build PHP 7 and test it. Uh, test our application in PHP 7, so feel free to, to poke me if okay. you have questions about it.
4: That's okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Because because we want PHP 7 adoption to not have to do quite what we did with PHP 5, right?
2: Amen. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it took a concerted effort by a number of projects to blackmail uh, and threaten uh, web hosts in order to get PHP 5 to actually happen in the wild. I can cut. <laughs> and I, I would rather not have to go through that again. We're probably going to have to, but if we can ease that and make it, you know, so we need to do less bullying to make it happen, I'm all for that. <laughs> so, actually, I've got a question for you then, Liz. Um, from an API perspective at this point, how stable is PHP seven for extensions? Well, once Sammy's RFC passes, there'll be a new
5: <laughs> function. <laughs>
4: Well, yes, but that doesn't really uh, affect internals too much. As far as I know, everything that has passed that affects internals has been merged and tested at this point. There are still a few fiddlings that I've seen uh, this past week with Dimitri doing some um, hash table fixes just to make them a little bit faster. Uh, So some of that might change, but not unless you're doing really low-level hash table manipulation. Um, Because PHP internals uses macros to an incredible degree... Um, I learned tr- that today in your talk. <laughs> <laughs> they've tried to do a lot of BC by uh, repurposing these macros, just changing them. Um, but there's still quite a bit that will need to be done. Uh, hopefully, cross your fingers, nothing else big will change in the engine so we can really get going with that.
2: So, so if someone starts tweaking reporting, uh, or, or testing an, an extension now, the odds of them needing to do it again in a couple of months are
13: pretty low. Okay, good to hear. Bo- Bo has yeah, I, I actually have a question. Um, I haven't done a lot with extensions with PHP in the past. Um, this is Bo Simonson. So I, I've, I've been hiding in the corner Bo this whole time Simonson. watching the, the, the awesomeness. Hi. hi, everybody. Hello, Bo. Um, so, I, so I haven't done a lot with extensions in the past. Um, one of the big reasons I've not done that is because you have to install the extension globally. Is Is, is that not true? And if it is true... Is that no longer true for PHP 7, or are you still going to be installing? So here's the trick.
4: It's not really globally, right? The problem is you have to enable your extension in your any file. You do not have to put that extension where your other extensions are. Since PHP 5, oh, I might be wrong. I think it was 5.4. If you use an absolute path to your extension, you can put it any dang well where you please, as long as your operating system doesn't block that executable from running, right? Mm -hmm. So, it's a matter of, can you touch your any <laughs> file? Let me touch your any <laughs> file! I know this that sounds terrible.
3: Making kind of comments. <laughs> that
5: sounds
13: like it's a song, let me touch your any <laughs> file. <laughs> I'm not writing that one. So, so one of the advantages of Composer was, well, it's an advantage to some people and it's a disadvantage to others, is that the dependencies are installed on a pack, uh, an application-by-application basis. Will Will it be possible to easily make it so that you can install extensions uh, for an application on its own and not have to worry about modifying the global system, any file or specifying a special any file per
3: application.
5: Liz keeps sighing during that.
4: (laughs) 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 Unfortunately, this goes back to the way C and shared modules work, right? Mm -hmm. So it depends on how you have your application set up. Isn't that the answer for everything in computing, right? (laughs) It depends. um so really it depends on if you are a shared host and have 50 applications running off the same PHP mm-hmm. or if you have you know a nice PHP FPM setup with different pools then you can adjust which any files you're using for the different pools and then you'll be able to adjust what extensions you have for those different pools I do
3: one PHP per file
4: I have <laughs> <laughs> What is wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> All right so so this is a matter of setup right mm-hmm. And, and I think a lot of this has to go back to we also don't have anywhere written down what are good practices for deploying PHP. Mm-hmm. So it would be really nice if somebody would go into the docs and write some of that down. Huh.
13: So so one, one of my projects is Sculpting. Yes. And one of the big selling points that I have for it is that you can uh, modify its dependencies at runtime. Mm-hmm. So in one directory, you can uh, have one uh One website that uses a certain set of uh, composer dependencies and then have the same dependencies in another package, but at different versions or in a different website for different versions. Like it would be nice to consider using, say, like the Twig extension in Sculpin. But some people might need to have Twig at a certain version in one directory. And then when they run Sculpin in another directory, have a different version of the Twig extension loaded. That's an awesome face. <laughs> there wasn't a sigh this time, though. Okay. There wasn't a sigh.
4: <laughs> so this is how something to think about is that um, the Twig extension does not always change version to version, even mm-hmm. if the outside of Twig does. Mm-hmm. So that's something to think about. They may not need a different right. Twig extension. Twig
13: is, yeah, exactly. But. Um,
4: the other thing is, is if you are running things CLI, right, you have a lot more flexibility mm-hmm. because of the fact that the, the DL Really probably shouldn't do this, but it does work. You can DL extensions, right? Mm-hmm. You can dynamically load them. Um, so that's something to think about as okay. well for, for CLI stuff. That that's it works. And it works because you load up the process and it runs and it closes down at the end. So you don't have anything going across and nothing blows up. This may not be true for other SOPs like mod PHP.
1: <laughs> how how easy the how easy is that to do inside of a far versus manually? Calling PHP.
4: What do you mean? So
1: and yeah. run generally from afar. So
4: oh, you PHP? it's
3: right. just PHP.
1: Right. So like doing doing dynamic loading inside the far versus doing it on the command line. Uh, the
4: only the only issue is going to be your your absolute path to where the module is. Right. You need some way to get that into the far. As long as you have that, yeah, it doesn't matter. You're just calling DL in PHP land code. As long as you have the path right, PHP says, Ah, oh, I'm a happy camper. Yes, but it only works for CGI and CLI. It does not work for anything else.
0: Speaking of far, ting. Uh, no. See, this is the transition again.
1: Pun. You, you <laughs> so punny. I tried to make it fun. A fun, a,
0: pun, a pun, pun, But it just failed. Um. No, but like that was a little bit of a tangent. But I, I do kind of want to go back to. Um. And oh, by the way, we are talking about this. Uh. In more detail in a future episode about contributing to PHP seven specifically. The Go PHP7 project, um, PHP-EXT. So this was. So we're gonna keep this conversation going. Um, so keep this warm in your heads. You're um, looking at me, and I'm not even sure what you're gonna say. <laughs> but I wanted to come back to the uh, super closure thing where we talked about eval. But though, but then transition it into something that. Elizabeth, what is your
2: obsession with super closure? No,
0: no, no, no. It's actually a transition to this, something that Elizabeth has said, and I've, I've heard you say it before. Um, and you were showing an example of a PHP test, a function, like one of the functional tests or integration tests in PHP, and you were using reflection, the reflection class to do something very specific within a testing environment. And you said something I've heard you say a million times that you should only be using reflection class in this specific environment, but not in production. What is the, why are, why would you, why would you say it's not for, why is reflection not for, for production? Is it for the same reasons as eval is not for production?
4: Security? speed, and memory consumption. Reflection is fat. Reflection is slow. And reflection can be a security issue. Security? So I would actually, I, I'm
2: actually going to ask you to clarify that because... Well, uh, reflection's but, the only way. Uh, <laughs> one of the Drupal developers at one point ran some benchmarks on reflection and you know, a dozen other things that are not typical, and found the performance was really not bad at all compared to all the other stuff he was looking at. It wasn't necessarily as fast as just a function call, but it wasn't exactly slow. So you shouldn't be doing it everywhere in the system, but using it intelligently. You know, it, it's no worse than call user funk array, probably better.
4: You shouldn't be doing that either. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yes. I mean, if you were doing things that you would do.
2: Once, once I get to 5.6 and I can use variatics, sure. But until then, <laughs> I need to use call using Funker Array.
4: I, I mean, that's what it comes down to is we've tried to give you better tools for it, right? We know you're using Reflection because there was no other way. We've given you other ways. Please do something else now. Um, the biggest problem I have with Reflection is a lot of the places I've seen it used, use it for like – I have a dependency injection container and every time I make an object, I do a reflection call to get all my arguments and decide what goes in. The
3: best way.
4: Yeah, that's so freaking slow. And then a lot of the other place I see it a lot is in deciding routes and things like that, where, where you're hitting it every single time you hit a page. That's a very bad place to use it. Yes, if you're using it in very small specific ways, I'm not gonna like freak out, especially if you're on earlier versions of PHP. If you're before PHP 4, I don't care. But after that, if you really can't work around it, that, you know, that's no big deal. But on the other hand. Sometimes
5: you just got to serialize the closure. Yeah. (laughs) P.S.
1: Don't serialize closures. Serialize all the closures?
4: Okay. So the reason I say security is because people do stupid things in PHP
0: i've never i've never seen anybody do something stupid in php ever nice. would someone ever. <laughs> do that just go
1: on the internet and do something stupid with php
4: i've seen lots of cases where it's used for dependency injection and routing where if somebody put a bad get variable or a bad you know route in the url because it's bad code That's never happened. no never that never happens <laughs> in php um then you could be, you know, getting dump outs of their system because they don't have checks in place to make sure you're only actually looking in reflection for things that exist. So, it's just that kind of thing or you know, you can put something totally different in and and look now here we have the output of how your user authentication system works because bad PHP. Right. So bad.
0: <laughs> so to play devil's advocate on this point, um, I working with the advertising agencies a lot, they they really try to to embrace a descriptive um like i did like they try to describe the behavior of the people they're trying to market to right and so it, they might do some weird quirky things like when we're talking about user interface design and things and they're like why would anybody do it that way and then you they change the user interface to do it in that weird way that kind of seems weird so my my kind of rebuttal is um so yeah some of these frameworks are doing it for magical dependency um injection and things like that it's kind of really intuitive. It's kind of nice. It's kind of, it's the, the it's like using a tool that wasn't u- like designed for that, but is using it to, to do something that's very handy for developers. Is it, uh, is it on the, the framework side to not use that? Or is it on the internal side to make it more secure, more, uh, more me- less memory hog? We or? would
4: rather make something else for you that works better.
13: Ah, uh, gotcha. So when are we going to get proper annotations?
4: We're going to get proper <laughs> annotations sometime in PHP 7. One of the biggest arguments against them was the performance hit, but now we have the AST, which can take a lot of that out of the qu- equation. So basically, we're like, we have to get the internal setup right so we can do some more complex things with the language. Because so, it,
13: it, it sounds like <clears throat> most of the things you're talking about are annotations that people are yes. adding. Are yes. there like, Is that the problem that you have with reflection being slow, or are there other parts of That's reflection that are slow?
3: Yeah. <laughs>
13: for pretty much any part of it?
4: it it's just the way it works. It's, if you want to have a really exciting time, you should go look at the C code sometime for that. <laughs> I mean, it's not like bad C code, it's just the things you have to do to get that information out of PHP because of the way it's designed um, make baby Jesus cry.
0: I feel like he would have cried a lot looking at PHP stuff which version did we add baby Jesus cry
4: (laughs) I don't know that's
2: actually a Peckle extension (laughs) it's PHP 7.7.7 someone actually needs to port that extension forward to PHP 7 the the baby Jesus cry extension
1: (laughs) next hackathon that's what we're going to do so what
2: does the code for get closure scope class look
5: like because I'm sure that one was probably pretty scary The reflection method get closure scope class is the weirdest method ever.
4: (laughs) That's because of the way bind works. I
5: I serialized the bindings too.
4: Yeah, the the binding stuff in closures is incredibly cool. And when you look at the way it's done, you're like, oh, oh, they're so abusing the way that PHP is implemented. But it's also very
5: easy to
0: cause memory leaks with those as
5: well.
4: Yes. Because they're abusing the way PHP. is
0: <laughs> So it's, it's serializing a closure, kind of looking like looking at a cow and being like, "Ooh, beef steak! I'm gonna cook and eat that beef steak." And then well, you start like,
5: serializing, making it? a steak and then turning it back into a cow. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, would that be kosher? <laughs> <laughs> That's that's yeah. So 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 super closures. How
7: you get the blood back into the cow. So so
1: according to that, super closures are perfectly fine. They're kosher. I'll take that.
0: Well, guys, this has been super fun. We should probably be wrapping it up because I think we've been going for a while. Um, does anybody have any final thoughts? Like we're we're only halfway through the the, the Midwest PHP. Are you guys do you guys have any expectations for tomorrow or I'm gonna piss people off?
2: Yay. I'm going to hope my Slylex talk code actually works. It did last time, but I don't want to curse it. And I hope people actually show up to it since I'm opposite code rabbi. I'm through
3: my
1: talk. <laughs> I hope that I can make it through my licensing talk without arguing with anybody.
2: So I'll, I'll come to make sure you can't.
1: Okay. You're still wrong about GPL.
6: <laughs> as long as you hate the GPL, you're fine. Did you
2: That's fine. Them's fighting words. No, I won't be no, there.
7: I've giving a talk. You can still call. come to my talk. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be giving my talk because I'll be at
9: Chris's talk. <laughs> so, I have a box of 100 t-shirts in my room and I don't want to take any of them home. Yeah, so what your say? I have girl t-shirts. <laughs> oh,
1: I I would just like to point out it would be ironic if you did not have any girl t-shirts. I know, right? <laughs> I'll take no, a t-shirt, no, but great. I would like uh, one for males so I do
5: I have any use for it. I'm sorry, I don't have any male size
9: t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I have a lot of those.
12: I would like C- to point out just take a
9: women's size and- it should be women's t-shirts,
12: not girls' t-shirts.
4: Well, if you have a really small one, I have a really small daughter too. So
12: okay, yeah, then fair enough. See
4: you,
5: buddy. Are the women's t-shirts softer? Because if they're softer, I might consider it. Uh,
12: they, I'm just glad that I'm done giving my same. talk. Yes. That's that's what I'm thankful for today.
9: Introduce yourself, oh, do introduce yourself do since you're talking now at the end of the podcast. <laughs>
12: Only if I, I say nice think? things.
7: He's Patrick, you got those those he looks. Hello. <laughs> <In their life. laughs>
12: I'm Patrick. You cannot uh, spell or pronounce my name, so don't worry Should about so? it.
1: Um, Patrick is a really easy name to spell. <laughs> yeah, P-A-T-R-I-C-K.
4: <and> <laughs> your last name, we just say Patrick S. And we're all three.
12: Yes, I'm thankful that I'm the only Patrick S. in the PHP Should community. I'm so? yeah. Yes. I'm, I'm
3: amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Yeah. 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 Wow. Sema. Sema.
0: Sema. Oh, yes. That's, yes.
7: That's what we call them, the I, I yeah. will.
12: I will never again work for a company where I'm not the only Patrick S. Yeah.
7: <laughs> we had two Patrick S's. We had to do something, and no one. No one else was buying P sweezy
3: so.
12: <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There were a total of three Patricks, but only two. Only two were only Patrick, two S's. Patrick
7: S's. Well, wow. There's a microphone right in my face. <laughs> you only want another two, one? Yeah. Only two Patrick S's. Too many microphones.
13: Okay, I'm done. I got nothing. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm looking forward to actually attending the conference tomorrow. I, today I was pretty out of it, so I didn't go to anything up until about five minutes before my talk started. So I went
7: to Beth's talk, which was amazing and awesome. Yes, yes. It, the I, I went to Beth's talk, which was amazing and awesome. Beth, we want to see yes. Talk. What was you your also talk, about? Didn't say Beth? Say
9: that into the mic.
4: Beth, what was the talk? We want to see your talk as a
9: keynote. Oh, well, you'll have to talk to a conference organizer about that. I think I know to I wonder if there's
1: any you. listening in their car right so, now. Someone should probably tell the Madison those. PHP conference that that should be a keynote. Yeah. <laughs> well,
7: some of
3: these
7: I have a feeling. I my house for Thanksgiving dinner, so oh, okay. I have there
3: you go. So Beth, um, if I have
9: it... a feeling that if the Madison PHP conference did that as a keynote, there would be some eyebrows raised about, you know, Favoritism or something.
4: <laughs> I bet we know some people named like Eli too. Oh,
3: so I... we call I'm not
4: calling
5: anybody out else. Yeah. <laughs> the call for papers for Pacific Northwest PHP oh. is open.
9: Is it really? I do Do you know the URL for that? But, but didn't But didn't you announce your keynote
5: speaker? Yes, Beth. I do know the URL for that. <laughs> it is pnwphp.com.
9: You, for, you, you forgot the line where you're supposed to say "thank you for asking." Thank you for asking, Beth. <laughs> is that good? Yeah, that's better. That's better. Almost as good as when we rehearsed it.
0: Beth, if, a, if a, a conference organizer is listening to this right now, what talk are they going to make a keynote? What was it? What was it? Yeah, what was your talk about? Um, it was it?
9: internals yeah. with Liz Smith. No, no it wasn't.
1: <laughs> no. It is Gary a required part of your talk?
9: Gary is a required part of my talk. I think. Can, can you
7: with any other Welsh man? Um, Welsh maybe <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we take some auditions. So anybody from I, Wales, so plus Beth, a plus Aaron. <laughs>
9: <laughs> he's the token Welshman. Yes. I
4: thought he said he was the elephant.
9: Yeah, that's true. He's also the token elephant.
4: The but but would he be an elephant? Yes. Um, no. No. Are there any elephants and whales?
9: <laughs> uh, there's probably one.
7: <laughs> I guess the tent's of carries it. If it. Yeah, I guess yeah. Um, the talk is
9: called "The Only Girl in the Room," and it's a talk about diversity. Sweet,
0: cool. I didn't. I unfortunately didn't make it, but if it's, I, at, I will at the next keynote.
1: <laughs> next keynote, I will definitely be there. Every person who did not attend was cataloged.
3: <laughs>
9: <laughs> We've presenting opposite to you. I have an excuse. People who don't care about diversity. So. <laughs>
13: Thank you. I appreciate
9: yeah, no it. Problem. <laughs> um, pretty much uh, Liz and Gemma both sort of live tweeted it. So you can just sort of read that and got get the
4: gist of it. Nice. Unicorn.
9: <laughs> I both participated in and broke the unicorn role during my talk. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> so I'll, you know, for closing note, I'll go back to uh, where we started earlier. I think now that Nate's left, even though he started, um, you know, why are we doing what we do? Who are we doing it for? What is the actual benefit of it? Is it just you know a paycheck? We don't care about the rest. Is there a social benefit that we're getting out of it? Is it just to play with cool stuff and feed our egos? If that's all it is, at least be honest about it. And if you want to do something more with it, you know, and, and actually have a positive social benefit in some way, what is that? How can you maximize that and not go broke? Which is kind of a hard problem. If someone solves that, please let me know. True that. But I think it, it, if we can solve compilers, we can solve that. So <laughs> let, let's put our open source minds together on that. How do we make the world a better place and not go broke in the process? Mic drop.
1: Nice. Nice. Don't don't mic. Don't drop the mics. That that makes makes audio engineers really. Oh my gosh, Anthony Ferrara
0: did like four mic drops with my Sennheiser. (laughs) Anthony, I know you're probably listening to this. Thanks for breaking my microphone. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for joining us for the roundtable, and I hope to see you guys. We'll we'll do more roundtables. will you guys will all be a part of future roundtables for sure because I'm I'm just, like this conversation has to keep going, you know. And thanks for watching and if you're listening in your car, thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Keep hacking the PHP Roundtable is recorded live using Google Hangouts on Air. If you'd like to get more information about the live broadcasts, visit phproundtable.com. While you're on the site, join the mailing list to get notified about the next live episode. And hey, maybe even join the conversation at the Roundtable. We'd love to hear what you have to say. The theme music is provided by Bensound at bensound.com. The PHP Roundtable logo was designed by Clint McManaman, and you can find him at mcmanaman.co. That's M-C-M-A-N-A-M-A-N nco Thanks for listening. I'm Sammy K. Powers, and I hope you'll join us for the next episode.